Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney from Insights and Automation, and this is a show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the show here. And I'd like to start by just uh, putting out a reminder that um, if you do enjoy this, uh, this uh, series of shows, The Morning News, please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share because that helps us find new sponsors and grow our audience. And with that, also a reminder for any new viewers of the show, every link that I cover today, you will find later today up at automate.news. Here you can see uh, all 126 episodes of links up here already. And uh, we'll add today's after the show. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the news and we'll start with a press release from Eaton that they're uh, breaking ground on a plant expansion in Texas. They're investing $100 million, wow, to expand the facility. I think it's gonna be about 200 new jobs. And uh, this is in Texas. They're gonna be making uh, electrical utility products. You can see here some of these, I believe these are all transformers that they have up there. And uh, it's gonna be added now with the last three plant expansions we've covered were in El Paso, right? So I had to check. This, uh, I think it's, Nacho Doches, Duches? I know I'm not saying that right. But in any case, um, that is nowhere near El Paso according to uh, the MAPS program online. So in any case, I was very curious about that. But uh, if you live near Nacho Doches, um, you get 200 new jobs coming to your town. That's pretty awesome. And from there we go over to a press release from Siemens. Um, they're launching their new Synac Security Inspector. And I thought this was an interesting article. This is a, a suite of cybersecurity tools that they were using internally, and now they're gonna sell to customers. And I thought it was interesting, especially if you're a Siemens customer and you don't have a, a current suite of tools to take care of your cybersecurity. I thought this was a very interesting product proposition. I hope to hear more about this in the future from Siemens. From there, we go over to Baloof, and they have an announcement that they're rebranding Matrix Vision as Baloof. And so apparently they bought Matrix back in 2017 and uh, they still run it as uh, Matrix uh, since then, but now they're actually rebranding it and all the products, if you're using Matrix Vision cameras, uh, all the products will be changing to that Baloof look here, uh, which is the black, the black look with the uh, gray lettering on it. From there we go to Leviton, they had an announcement too this morning, a press release that they're launching a new line of um, multi-tiered protection surge panels that meet the latest NEC requirements. And so I'm not gonna link to the press release, it just really just described the product. I'm gonna link to the product page for their commercial and industrial um, surge panels. And you can see many of these are NEMA 4 or NEMA 4X rated. Um, and um, you know they go up to, a lot of them go up to 200, uh, kiloamps uh, short circuit current rating. So you can see here, this one's 200 kiloamps, same thing. And uh, you know, different, different models for different uh, needs. But in any case, if you need um, some surge panels and maybe you're putting in some new uh, feeds and you don't want to put surge in there, check out that new line from Leviton. And with that, we go over to our featured product of today. That is the Allen Bradley PLC basics level one and two course from theautomationschool.com. This course is designed for those users who really have don't know, feel comfortable with ladder logic or data types and they want to get into PLC programming. It's really an intro course and uh, it uses Alan Bradley's free RS Logics Micro Lite 
in Arnest Logics 500 emulator. Of course, if you have a MicroLogics 1000 or 1100, you can use the free software to program those. And it really just takes you through everything you need to know to get started, scan times, data types, bits, bytes, words, and all that. So uh, anybody who rolls in this course will get the new course that I'm working on. You can see I got new equipment on the bench every day because I'm going through all the stuff we've acquired and um, making sure it all works and um, setting up the new test stands so we can start filming. I got a bunch of camera pots here too because we're mounting new, uh, new cameras and are actually repositioning cameras so we can capture more video from, uh, from more devices at the same time. But in any case, um, this, uh, the level one and two is $99. You can start with the level one for $50 and then upgrade to level one and two later for you know the difference in price. But this is a forever cost. You buy it once, you own it forever. From there, we go over to a very interesting article from Siemens about AI changes the US workforce equation, okay? And, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, this article I thought was really good. It talks about AI as practical implications. Let's see if I can say that again. This is live TV, right? It talks about AI's practical uses in our facilities. And so um, I thought they did a really good job. I thought the author did a really good job trying to, trying to say, okay, let's get through the fluff and all the, all the you know, hype about AI and talk about where it really comes into play. And we've seen this on the automation podcast and the automation demo where vendors come in like IFM with their, with their vision system and they talk about you know, how the algorithms have been refined so much that a lot of the old challenges that were really difficult you know, 30 years ago have been eliminated. Just like when you uh, pull out your smartphone, right? All right, so we didn't have smartphones 30 some odd years ago. But if you pull out your smartphone, right, a lot of times your camera will adjust automatically for the lighting and surroundings, whether you're in a dark room or outside inside in the bright uh, sun, it automatically adjusts because there's an algorithm in there. It takes that real-time feedback and tries to make the picture as good as possible. And every year they seem to get that algorithm to be better and better. And the same thing's happening in industrial automation. And I really think they sum it up in this paragraph here. Now, I, I, I disagree with, they use the term programming. I don't think AI will ever do our programming for us. But configuration, a lot of that's being eliminated, right? We even saw this 20 years ago with self-teach models coming out and you know uh, features coming out and products and whatnot. But uh, definitely as the algorithms get better, the less manual configuration we have to do. So I thought it was a really good article and I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, from there, uh, we got an article from Schneider. I thought this one was good as well. Matter of fact, we just recorded an episode with Schneider. It'll probably be out in two weeks, next week, not this week, next week, on their HMIs, which I really enjoyed learning all about their HMIs. But uh, this article talks about saving energy, right? And uh, they talk about, hey, what happened in Europe last year with everything that's going on over there, right? How energy prices went through the roof and that has the potential to put companies out of business. And so in this article, they start talking about, you know, look at the low hanging fruit first. Do you have a conveyor that's running all the time that doesn't need to? I can't tell you in my 25 years in the field, how many times I walked into a facility and all the conveyors were running and there was no products on them. And it's just like, you know, as a PLC guy, that's like something easy to take care of in the PLC. But in any case, um, a very good article. I really enjoyed it. There was one line in it, though, that just kind of like, I'm like, why did you put this in here? And I'll share that with you. I'm not going to read the article. It's definitely worth reading. But this one line, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So this line is, shifting away from fossil fuels to renewable energy sources is a huge step that industrial organizations can take to strengthen their competitiveness. I just can't agree with that. 
Um, we all want clean energy, right? We all dislike pollution. But to, I don't know of any renewable energy source that is cheaper in the first five years. And so if you just saw a huge price increase in your energy, and that's something you need to address in the next 12 months, or you're going out of business, as the article states at the beginning, could happen. Yeah, spending more for electricity is not going to solve that issue. So I don't know why they put that in there. I mean, it, it, it's great for PR to say, oh, we're green. But I mean, really, bottom line, the guy paying the bills, you need to reduce your energy bill, not increase it. When energy prices go through the roof, that's not the best time to increase your energy bill even more. So, but besides that, excellent article, highly recommend it, really enjoyed it. And uh, he talks about, you know, you, a lot of times we have these old processes or these old systems. I remember when I got back, when I got into this industry in 1990, we were talking a lot about putting uh, soft starts on pumps and uh, fans to reduce energy, right? Instead of starting them across the line, we could uh, use a soft start. So this is nothing new for our industry, but it's something that, you know, we can lose track of. So, you know, what are those systems that you have out there that are very inefficient or very power hungry? I mean, heating elements, right? There's been so much change and so much uh, uh, advancement in just healing, heating elements. So if you have old heating elements and systems, you know, you can upgrade those. You can oftentimes reduce your max temperature and reduce your energy bill at the same time. So um, in any case, very interesting article I wanted to share with you this morning. From there, now this is another Schneider article, but this is an older article. It's about a week and a half old. I did not share it when it first came out. But in lieu of yesterday's uh, discussion, I figured I would. It's entitled, F-Gas Phase-Out Has Been Decided and Is Approaching Fast. And I honestly, reading this article this morning, I thought it did a better job explaining the topic than the article I cited yesterday, so I wanted to share it with you today. It eventually gets into the Schneider switchgear and how they've eliminated F-Gas from their switchgear and uh, something they've been working on for many, many years. And uh, I just thought it was an interesting read. From there, we go to obviously MDT. We do have an episode uh, from them coming up with a demo, their Octoplant, which is really cool. But um, putting that aside, this is about a uh, hub fix, and we want to get the word out on this. Apparently, there was a vulnerability found with the, uh, I think it was the libcurl library. And uh, so they, they just released a hub fix, and they're trying to get the word out to all Octoplant and Virgin Dog users um, to check out that hub fix, see if it's right for you. They're, they're recommending installing it. But again, um, I wanted to share that this morning. From there, we go over to Umron. They have a, a new article about their swirl, swir, swir cameras. And uh, these cameras utilize a shortwave infrared technology. And they're actually pretty cool. It eliminates a lot of the lighting issues you have with uh, uh, regular cameras. And they allow you to inspect inside of a package. So if you're listening and not watching, they have like a cookie inside of a uh, cellophane package and it's not see-through. So you're, you're seeing that the camera actually can look through the cellophane and see the cookie inside. So I think that's a cookie. But in any case, um, very interesting article about this technology. Now these cameras are for vision systems. They're not designed to connect to a PLC or a field bus. Um, they support Gigi, USB, and camera link. And from there, Ignition had a new article this morning, which I really enjoyed. It, uh, it was by a contributor, one of their, uh, their gold uh, integrators. And uh, it's actually a checklist. Like if you're going to do a SCADA upgrade, here's a checklist of questions to ask. And I think integrators would love this, but also, you know, corporate engineering uh, staff would like this as well. I was going through the checklist. It's really good. It's like, okay, 
why are you upgrading? Is your old SCADA software really old or is your hardware really old? Or, you know, what's the, what's the, are you out of tags? What's the desire here? Why are you making this upgrade? And then they ask other questions like, okay, how many devices are we going to talk to? How many PLCs, you know, and other devices are we talking to? How many data points do you need in your historian? And, you know, things like that. And I thought it was a really thorough list. How many clients are you going to have? Is it a client server application? How many clients are you going to have? How many databases do we need to connect to? So very thought, well thought out uh, checklist. And uh, I wanted to share that with you this morning. Um, over the Global American, they had a new article out today about CPU sockets. So if you're like me and you build your own PCs, um, you're very familiar with, uh, if you're using Intel, LGA 1151. If you're using uh, AMD, then the AM4 socket. And uh, this talks about, hey, what's coming and, and what's, uh, what's new and what's coming. So the LGA 1200 socket, the AM5 socket, the LGA 1700 socket. So if you're interested in PCs and maintaining them or building new ones, check this article out. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot from it um, because I haven't, you know, I usually only research it when I actually have to build a new system. And the systems I have here, I think, are three years old. So we're good to go. I got an i9 um, and 32 gigs of RAM. So I, and I think I'm running a 3070 for the graphics card. So just trying to get as much horsepower as I can for the rendering of these videos because that's what takes that's what takes the longest time. From there we go over to Electromate and um, an article about motion control in modern manufacturing, trends and innovations. And I thought this was interesting. This actually turned out to be an article about robotics, believe it or not. So they talk about cobots, they talk about SCARA robots, and they talk about AMRs. And I thought it was interesting. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I, I was thinking servos, but in any case, it still was an excellent uh, article. From there, we go over to a new product announcement from Pills. And for some reason, I thought we already talked about this, but this showed up October 17th is the date on this article. And it says, new safety locking device, PSEN M-Lock Mini. So maybe this was part of the AMR story we talked about recently, but you can see a picture of it here if you're watching. And this is a new uh, safety locking device for personal protection. And it's, um, it's compact design. That's the number one selling feature of this. So it's only 30 by 30 by 160 millimeters. And um, they're saying, hey, for space critical applications like flaps and covers, and um, has a holding force of 1950 Newtons. Okay, so uh, that's probably the important part there. It's also a PLD and category three rated for safety. So uh, if you're looking for a uh, new safety switch, locking uh, safety locking device, check that out. From there we go over the softing. They had a new uh, product announcement today. I thought it was very interesting. They have a gateway that integrates Profibus and Heart. So um, let me see if I can pull this picture up bigger. So if you look at this, right, so we have on one side, we have that nine pin D shell that goes out the Profibus. And on the other side, we have a, uh, an RJ45 for your ethernet. And that, that supports uh, OPC UA, Heart IP, uh, FDT, and MQTT. So very interesting product from Softing. And it doesn't disturb, from what they're saying in the article, from what I read, it does not disturb your existing Profibus. So you can just plug it in and go. So, and it does that heart pass through from the Profibus to the heart IP. Uh, from there, we go over to uh, obviously MDT. So this is the only event I saw that was coming up uh, in the near future. This is October 30th. 
It's uh, it's uh, talks about why switching or upgrading the Octo Plant is worthwhile. Um, this is October 30th, like I said, 11 o'clock Eastern. And um, this is a free webinar. So if you're using um, either an older version of Octoplant or version dog or uh, autosave, I almost said mass autosave, <laughs> um, then uh, this, this webinar may be for you because they're gonna talk about why it does make sense to upgrade to the new software versus stay with the old software you have. Uh, from there, we go over to a download here from Premio. And this is all about supercapacitors, one of my favorite subjects. I think all electric cars should have a big supercapacitor in there so people can charge it quickly and get on their go, get going, and not have to wait an hour to charge their full battery, you know? But in any case, this is a white paper. You can just put your information in here and download the white paper. So I wanted to share that with you. And I'll also go over to some other downloads from Siemens. We got new GSD files for the ET200MP. Okay, and we also have a firmware update for the SM1500CM8 IO link module, as well as a new release of Cyprotect 5 uh, DigC drivers for the 7SY82. I have no idea what that is. Um, we also have some new manuals out. We have a uh, side numeric, a new manual for that product line. We have a new manual for Cyprotect 5, and we have a new selection guide for Rockwell's Centerline 2100 motor centers, motor control centers, say that correctly. So I know those are very popular out there. And we have a new manual on Emerson's Anderson Greenwood 5910C pressure vacuum relief valve. You can see that there. As well as a Rosemont 5900S radar level gauge, okay. And with that, that's, uh, we're wrapping up the show here. I want to thank our sponsor, theautomationschool.com, for sponsoring this episode. Also want to remind you that if you think I missed any news today, uh, please use the Submit News link to send it in, as well as if you have any thoughts or opinions, you think I got something wrong, or just want to say hi, you can use the Talk Back link. From there, we go over to uh, our community, automation.locals.com. I had some people send me over the last week, send me some very long questions on LinkedIn. So I invite everybody to, to, uh, to connect with me on LinkedIn, but I try to push all the questions over here to our community. It's only, a, it's only a cup of coffee a month, and you can ask me as many questions as you want. The latest back and forth we had was about using the PanelView Plus as a file server, and the gentleman couldn't get it working. It's like, look, try FTP. I say that for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you know anything about Windows 10, there's a lot of things that you have to enable to get file sharing to work, or a lot of things that could get disabled to stop file sharing from working, right? And so I linked them to an article from a Microsoft site and another site that talks about that. But FTP, by enabling FTP on the panel view and downloading a free client, like um, WSFTP, there's a whole bunch out there, um, you can just start sharing files immediately and not worry about file sharing, right? And uh, if you don't have the permissions to download and install a free FTP client software package, you may not have the permissions on the computer to actually fix file sharing. So it kind of is a two for there, you know, um, and, and it also confirms connectivity. If you got FTP working, then you know how you have a connection to the terminal, right? If you can't get FTP working, then it's probably something else going on. You know, maybe you're going through a gateway. Maybe the, 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 the subnet mask or um, the default gateway is not set correctly. There's a lot of things that kind of go from there. But in any case, that was the latest discussion we had up there. We're up to, I think, 1272 people following us up here. Again, this is our community. Everybody's welcome to, 
to uh, connect with me over at LinkedIn. But if you have a really long, you know, and you're not in one of my courses, of course, if you're in a course, you just post it in the course. But if uh, please uh, feel free to post your questions over here at automation.locals.com. And with that, I uh, just want to thank everybody who picked up a copy of my eBooks, picked up a copy of my, we, we had a couple of people pick up the, uh, the USB collection last week. Thank you guys. Really appreciate that. I went and checked, make sure they both shipped and got delivered and they did. Um, my digital collections of videos, you can see here, uh, six hours of control logics videos for just $9.99. Lifetime, act, lifetime downloads, lifetime access. We go through a company called Vimeo for that. And uh, they're, they're good. They're good to their people. Uh, their, to their customers um, from there to well to most of their customers uh, we won't go into that um, from there I also want to thank everybody who uh, picked up a coffee cup or a t-shirt thank you guys really appreciate it all those arrived too I checked on both those orders and they got to their destinations so uh, thank you for those orders and just one final reminder every single link we've covered in all 126 shows you'll find at automate.news no.com no www it's just automate.news and again, I want to thank our sponsors uh, who sponsored their appearance on our shows. Uh, Ragent was on, very interesting show about uh, mesh networking, wireless mesh networking. And then we had OnLogic on. That's another interesting show. They do a lot of custom PC stuff that the big boys won't do, like the Dells won't do. So whether you need a, uh, I don't know, an Edge PC or you need a server class PC, uh, industrial PC, they definitely have uh, solutions for that. We also, you probably also saw some uh, soft PLC ads up there, they're all kind of rotating through, and uh, we appreciate all uh, the vendors who uh, underwrite the cost of producing the show. It really helps us. And with that, that's it for today's show. We beat eight o'clock again. We're doing good. I hope you're doing good, and I want to wish you a courageous, fearless, and awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace. <laughs>